You know, DraftKings and PGA Tour Golf may have been gone for a little while, but it certainly was not forgotten. I hope us three nitwits weren't forgotten either. We're ready to dive right into it this week, guys, with the Century Tournament of Champions. Welcome to the program, the Bones DK Golfcast, the first episode of 2002, joined as always by the namesake, Bones DK. How are you today, buddy? Man, I've, I've never felt better. Christmas just uh, passed by, and it feels like Christmas morning for me now. I mean, man, this feels great. Golf is back. I feel like uh, I, I never want to look at an NFL football game again, <laughs> especially, especially now that Ben Roethlisberger retired. A little uh, shout-out to Ben with the black and gold. Uh, great career. Uh, but, man, I'm, I'm over uh, trying to win money in football, and I'm – Ready to win some money in golf. <laughs> there is a lot of excitement, TW Man 66, in the golf community right now. How are you feeling about the return of DraftKings golf? I echo Rob uh, Bones DK's sentiments here. You know, I mean, the, the new year brings the holidays for a lot of people. For us, we embark on the best time of the year, and that's PGA Tour season. Forget about New Year's. Early January, fire it up. <laughs> Let's go. Everybody's ready for this weekend. And before we get into 2022, let's revisit 2021 just a little bit because we do have to shout out to some of our big winners. We we tallied it up at the end of the year last year. And between this partnership right here, we had a profit of a little over $100,000. And I hope I don't leave anybody out because I want to give a couple shout outs also to some of our loyal followers. Uh, Covey out there had a $70,000 2021. Uh, Bish Bash out there. He had a 15 to 20K 2021. Wolf Goat, our, our uh, loyal follower from uh, Wyoming and Colorado, he had a $60,000 2021. D-Lo uh, had a $7,000 2021. Listen to the Bones DK advice. I chimed in with a $3,500 2021. These are real numbers, guys. By the way, I did get to 100 rounds also. I got to 101, thank you very much, in 2021. But these are real numbers we're talking about here, boys. What are your expectations? We'll start with Bones DK as we get in to 2022 because we've been gambling a long time, and we know how difficult it is to replicate that success. What are your expectations as we get into the new year? Um, I expect the same exact year, Edge. Um, I'm, I'm extremely excited for this season. Um, not only did we have a lucrative 2021, but this goes back to 2020. And I think uh, if you guys just follow the formula, we'll talk about it more in this podcast and just believe in the system, hashtag believe, Bones, D, Bones DK Golf, um, you will be uh, winning money this year. It's about contest selection, picking, uh, using the correct bankroll for the correct tournaments, not going all in on just one. Uh, you know, it's just uh, a formula that we will work on all year. And by the end of the year, uh, we should all be making our yearly salaries, hopefully. There was a lot of believing in 2021, Wild Man. And I can remember being in Tampa with you. Uh, I, and I, 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 it may have been for the million. We lost by a half point. Was it for the million bucks? I can't remember. Talk about no, that was That was for the 100K. Cam Davis uh, eagled out of the bunker on 17. and. Uh, beat Joaquin Neiman in a playoff. We, I think we had a 53-point lead with two holes to go, and we yeah. run her up to that. So, so it, was a, it was a bad beat, but there was a lot of believing, and there was a lot of near misses uh, last year. So to even piggy, even with the success we had and to piggyback a little bit off of what Bones DK said right there, 
Uh, are you expecting a lot of the same thing? And are you expecting a little more maybe even? Yeah, I mean, I think we're expecting more, you know, I mean, sports are the greatest because they always bring a new season, new opportunity. That's how we feel this year. You know, we feel like the system works, the process works. Um, and our, our research, uh, given what we're watching on TV, especially early in the season, where we can kind of zero in on these guys. Like last year, we had hot players like Harris English and um, Louis Eustazen and, and Scotty Scheffler, who had great seasons. And, you know, we could pick our spots for guys like that. Uh, we did it with Ryan Moore a couple years ago, I know I mentioned to you. Um, you know, when he runner-up the uh, Tour Championship, we are on him all year. So, you know, guys like that, you know, are, are going to be out there. We're going to find them, and we're going to share them with you. Kicking off at the Century uh, Tournament of Champions. So there's a lot of guys that won last year. I think there's a few guys that may have even got in in exemptions. But we travel to Hawaii. We um, are at a course that, Wildman, you can tell us a little bit more about um, Kapalua. It's a par 73, which is kind of weird. But the whole, like, opening day kind of feels a little weird too because this is a no-cut tournament it's almost like an even though we're into the real season it almost feels a little exhibition-y because we do have this par 73 it's it's a 7500 yard course it's got wide fairways you're going to see some really low numbers here and it's a no-cut event you only got 39 guys here what more can you tell us about the, the conditions what more can you tell us about the history of this well tournament? first of all to, to your point you know you're right about that about the exhibition field given the fact that it's a short field but listen guys Life is about money, right? This is 1.4 milli up top to the winner in a short field. So you can better believe that these guys are going to enjoy it out here, especially, uh, you know, for our friends up in the north who are watching on TV, experiencing the winter, and those guys that live up yeah. there um, getting a chance to play out in Maui and Hawaii in beautiful conditions. But like you said, it's a par 73, very wide fairways. It's set up to score. I think only once in the last five or six years has the winning score been – uh, worse than 20 under par. So expect birdies, expect guys to hit fairways, expect guys to have opportunities, especially since they've uh, at Kapalua, they've flattened out the greens and widened them a little bit too. So you're going to be seeing a lot of opportunity out there. We're going to be zeroing in on guys that, um, you know, have good second shot golf games, which is what it always takes. And uh, those guys that can pour in putts on, on Bermuda greens, but most importantly, guys that can fill up birdies. Uh, again, a lot of excitement in the golf community for this opening day tournament. It's got to be tough to handicap, though, Bones DK, because of the short field. And again, Wildman kind of alluded to it just a minute ago, but because of the short field and just because of the opening day feel, you know, you think about any sport. Opening day, you don't always get the team's midseason form or best look on that opening day. So this one has to be a little tough to handicap. Where are you kind of going here? Balanced build? Stars and scrubs. I mean, there's no scrubs here, but there are some lower salaries. Where are you feeling us feeling us out to start the season? Well, you know, this is a no cut event, so you know you definitely can get a little little risky here. Uh, you know, maybe stars and scrubs. I really do believe someone out of that 10k range is going to win this tournament. Um, so I'm definitely going to look to see who I want to pair with one of those top guys there. And um, you know, I'm looking at course history a lot here. Um, that really does come to effect. There's only been a few first-time winners here. I think Harris English maybe be the only one. I don't know. He hasn't played here in the last five years, and he's the defending champion. So I'm looking at a lot of course history, and um, you know, a lot of people are going to get stuck on that recent form, which was the recent form was all the way back in September, October. So um, it's, it is definitely going to be a little tricky. 
but you just got to pick your guys in this tournament and kind of just hope and pray. <laughs> recent form or no recent form, John Rahm is the number one golfer in this tournament at $11,000. Probably worth every penny. Morikawa at 10-8, Justin Thomas at 10-6, DeChambeau, who we're big fans of here on the Bones DK Golf Cast, coming in at 10-2, and then Hovland at 10-even. So that top-tier guy, does anybody really stick out at you, Wildman, that you feel wide fairways? Is this kind of the, the, the place where DeChambeau, who can hit the ball 400 yards, has a distinct advantage over maybe some of the field? Yeah, I mean, sure. His distance, you can't ignore his distance. Like, it's, it's different, you know, than everybody else. Um, and he's a sneaky good putter too, but he's, he's, you know, hasn't been great with the irons and hasn't been great with the short game, despite having qualified into this event and, uh, you know, being an eight time champion on the tour. Uh, I'm going to look at Justin Thomas though. I think it's, you know, keep it simple, stupid, right? Guy hasn't finished outside of the top three in the last four playings. When we talk about birdie guys, we talk about guys with the sample size of 72 holes. Um, he's going to make a lot of birdies. And when Uncle Mo gets on his side, you know, look out. And then, of course, Rom and Morikawa, what more can you say? I mean, you know, at this point with those two guys, you're kind of betting, like, do we think they're going to finish outside the top five or not? You know, because they'll be in contention and they'll be right there. Uh, do any of those guys factor into your lineup, Bones DK? Uh, I know it's early in the week. We still got a lot of time before we got to put the lineup in. It's, it, we're recording this on a, on a Tuesday afternoon. But wh where are you leaning right now? Any of those top five guys going to be your capo? Yeah, you know, like I said earlier, it's I'm a big stats guy. You know, I like to see what guys have been doing. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get too stuck on stats this week. But, you know, you look at Justin Thomas. He has he has a third, a first, a third, a first in this tournament. And then, you know, let's just go down to ball striking because I am going to be looking at ball striking this week and, you know, uh, just approach. And his irons are really on at the end there. So, again, I'm, I don't, I'm not looking too much into the old form. But, man, Justin Thomas is – pretty hard to deny here i like his price he probably should be the number one player price in DraftKings right now so in my opinion he, he's actually a little bit of a discount at 10 6 um pretty much i'm trying to decide who i'm going to pair up with xander down here so you know that's how my build is going to start I, I love xander's chocolate he has great history here um in good you know good form i guess you can say as well but well let me i'll, I'll let you expand on that in just one second but yes or no then real quick all you got to say yes or no is Rom worth 11,000 bucks to start the season. I, I'm not getting to Rom on this tournament. Wild man. I agree. No. All right. $9,000 field is a super interesting field because you only got three guys here and one of them absolutely sticks out. I think Xander Shoffley at nine, five so far in the 10 guys we've mentioned has the most value at that price. Cantley's interesting though, too. He had a lot of momentum last year, man. One of the best golfers on tour in 2021. He's only at 9.7. Both those guys have a little bit of value. And then Burns, you know, an up-and-comer. I think a lot of people want him to succeed. Just hasn't been to the, maybe, uh, you know, to the table as many times as he needs to so far. Young guy. Any of these $9,000 guys, though, uh, piquing your interest, Rob. Talk a little bit more about Xander. Man, you know, Xander, let's just go to the course history here for anyone on that YouTube channel looking at it. Um, that is the wrong one here. Uh, let's see, course history. Uh, Xander has a second, a fifth. Uh, I can't get the course history here anyways, but Xander has three top fives here and, and his last three appearances. And um, this guy just doesn't scare me at all. Let's just go over to his birdie making ability as well. 
there's just something about Xander Shoffley this year. I, I think he's going to have an amazing year. Um, coming off 20 birdies, 24 birdies, 21 birdies, two eagles, great history. When, when you're getting into a tournament like this, so you don't know what kind of the form, is, form you're in or what form these guys are in, I just go with the safest plays almost to start the year. JT and Xander don't scare me at all. I don't care how much time they've had off. Those guys are going to produce in these tournaments, and that's why I'm really leaning towards those guys, and then you got to dig deeper for your cheaper guys this tournament. I mean, these top guys are going to produce, and uh, there's no doubt about it. The other guy that really is sticking out to me, and he's in the 10K range, is, is Victor Hovland. I, I'm kind of torn on him. Uh, you look at the history, he only played here once, uh, but players that do tend to have played here before do better in the next year. He came in 31st. I think if people are looking at course history, that's going to scare him a little bit. But, man, this guy is coming in red hot. And there is sometimes you want to look at form. 21 birdies, 28 birdies, 23 birdies, 23 birdies, 20 birdies, four eagles on top. Um, I'm not worried about anything. I want to play this guy. So, I mean, this top range, I'd definitely say JT, Victor Hovland, Xander Shoffley. I don't think you'll go wrong with any of those guys. I think you may be able to get creative and get that lineup in to DK this week also because there are some very – good golfers that are priced in that six and seven thousand dollar range i'm not a mathematician i'm not doing it right in front of my head though but you know you can get creative at times on DraftKings here um wild man anything at nine thousand that you like i'll tell you something interesting about hovland real quick all four of his worldwide wins have come outside of the continental u.s so he must like something about this uh um this type of venue but uh i'll talk about cantley real quick because i think xander you know Xander tends to have those tournaments where like, it's almost too obvious. This just feels like one. Um, but can't like, you know, he, he's sort of checking that box that like Justin Rose checked for a couple years, maybe Henrik Stenson guys like that, where you're just kind of like, yeah, okay. You know, you're really, really good and you're starting to win, but you don't really jump off the page and there's nothing really exciting about you, but man, this guy can play. I mean, 9,700. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he wins any tournament, he tees up this year. He was uh, ranked third in the world last year, wasn't he? Yeah. At one point, I mean, he's a FedEx Cup champ, and you yeah. know, went on that run at uh, with Xander at at the Ryder Cup, where they were just a bulldozer. Um, you know, it feels like a spot where you still might be able to get him at a position he's not going to be much longer in his career, uh, which is still that like one A type of player, uh, because man, he he does it all, man. Uh, $8,000 range, you know, could make or break you here because there's some great golfers in this $8,000 range. Starting at the top with Jordan Spieth, our boy Matsuyama coming in at 8.7, Kepka at 8.5. I mean, I don't like the guy, but that's a value price for Brooks Kepka, I feel like. Daniel Berger at 8.4. You guys don't like him at all. You compared him to uh, something, something we can't get into on the air right now. Maybe you guys want to call him that yourselves i won't come out of my mouth cam smith m answer and then we have fee now at eight thousand another value pick there's a lot of value in this eight thousand dollar range bones dk yeah i guess that's what i was trying to get to earlier you know you can pretty much pick any of these guys up top they'll they'll probably do well for you but once you get like a morikawa and that's to say xander here uh, that leaves you seventy four hundred dollars left and that's when you're gonna have to get cute um you know, I could easily see just picking Morikawa and coming straight down to this AK range, you know, with a Cam Smith, Sung J.M., Daniel Berger. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a bad golfer, all right? He had three appearances here, top 15 in all of them. 
And uh, you're coming back to his recent form, uh, 18 birdies, four eagles at the hero. So this guy loves to play golf. Uh, he just cost us a lot of money as well. <laughs> and I, when we won all that money, Cam Smith chipped in for eagle on 17. Daniel Berger chipped in for par from from like 45 feet out of the rough to make the cut. And that's what ended up costing us the win. So I just, I just hate that guy, but I think he's a good golfer. And I actually think he's a decent play this week. Um, I think that my favorite plays down low are Berger, Smith and him. Uh, Wildman can get a little more into those guys as well. But uh, you know, th this is definitely a range that I, I usually fade the 8k range, honestly, in almost all my builds. Cause I usually do two expensive guys in the bottom. Um, but again, that's, you know, you got to talk about lineup build. You have guys down here at $6,000 uh, that you can make your lineup pretty well. So I'd say, I'd say Cam Smith is my favorite player here. Again, it's just a no cut event. And we talk about like Sam Burns, Victor Hovland, Cam Smith. These guys are just no cut specialists. They just make birdies. I mean, 22, 17, 26, 23 out of Cam Smith. $8,300. He's up there, I think, in my opinion, is the, is the top value in the whole tournament. Uh, Cam Smith pours in a ton of birdies and makes eagles also, Wild Man. I mean, he is a good play at 8,300, no? Yeah, I mean, he's, for my money, the best putter on the planet. And in a birdie fest with wide fairways and wide greens that are flat, uh, give me the best putter in the world all day long, especially with the track record he has. Uh, he's also won at the Sony Open, which is coming up next week. So he's familiar with Hawaii and uh, has had success out here. So I, I would expect him to play pretty well. 83 seems like a bargain. And my only other thing to add is this. You said, Edge, you said you don't like Kepka. Well, DraftKings must not like him either. 8,500 bucks for a four-time major champ. <laughs> yeah, right. Fine. Right. Uh, you know, is, is str strange. Like, what would it take to see DJ at 8,500 or Rory at 8,500 or, you know, Quite frankly, even Xander at eighty five hundred, like he must have done something to DraftKings too, man. Yeah, I mean, this guy—would you be shocked at all if he wins this tournament? Heck I would. No, heck no. Or runnered it up, or top five? It no right. way, absolutely not. I mean, he's still top ten in the world, is he not? I mean, I, I don't—I don't follow the world golf rankings as much as you guys do. I come on and host this podcast for you, but he's got to be in the top ten in the world. He's a four-time major winner. In the he's won WGCs. I mean, he's he's on a short list of guys that have accomplished that feat as well. You know, so when the big money's on the line, he brings it. And I'm telling you guys, you, you think this is a joke, man. It's 1.38 million up top. He likes money too. He and, does. And he does want to win. He's and talked about that. Event. And this is, by the <laughs> way, not to get too far off topic again, but this is the who's who of, of the PGA Tour, right? Mm -hmm. You got to win to get in. It's a benchmark for your season, your prior season. And I mean, there's money on the line, man. I, I, eighty five hundred is a joke. Will yes or no? I just want to hear that. Will Brooks Kapka be in your lineup? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what an endorsement. <laughs> hey, hey, it's good analysis, though. I mean, I'm with you on that. He might sneak his way into my lineup, and I appreciate your your uh, your candor there. Uh, as we get into eight thousand sub eight thousand. A lot of familiar names you're going to hear here that were good to the Bones DK golf family. Patrick Reed, who, again, we've talked, has said some negative things about, and rightfully so, I think. He deserves a lot of what he gets. But at 7,900, man, that guy makes a lot of birdies and can still fill it up. So that's a value pick to me right there. Harris English at 7,800? 
That's pretty crazy. Kokrak, Gooch, Leishman, Nah, Horschel finishing out the 7,000 tier. You know, Horschel had a, a good run of tournaments there early in the year last year. Who are you guys liking here, Bones, DK? Anybody? Yeah, Harris English, the defending champ. Uh, man, he, he is hard to pass up. I love Harris English. He's he's probably my favorite player on PGA Tour. Uh, he's going to get hard. He's going to be hard to fade. Um, you know, Patrick Reed, again, I'm pretty hard on course history here. Uh, Patrick Reed has some great history. And um, let's just look at how many birdies he was making before the, the break here. 18, 12, 10, 20, 22, 19. You're going to want guys that are scoring 23 birdies in this tournament. However, $7,900 is not that expensive. I mean, you can get away with 20 birdies at $7,900, and he's going to pay off there. So I definitely like Patrick Reed. I think a lot of people are going to attract these four guys right here. Taylor Gooch, Jason Kokras, Harris English, Reed. I mean, if you look at Gooch, he's just coming off some insane, insane um, form here. 20 birdies, 24 birdies, 18 birdies, 20 birdies. Look at all those eagles. Two eagles, two eagles, two eagles. He's really hard to deny. He was one of my first players in, but he's never played here before. That definitely worries me a little bit. You're going to want some veterans down here. And um, speaking of veterans that have played well here before, a top four and a top seven in 18 and 19, 25th last year, Mark Leishman, the Aussie. 24 birdies, 28 birdies, 23 birdies back in October and September. And has good history here. I think this could be a pretty sneaky play, in my opinion. I haven't heard his name once, in my opinion. A lot of people are texting me about Kokrak, Gooch, English, Reed, even Finau. Not married to Finau. I think Leishman is is up there with Cam Smith as my top value play this week. Mark, Interesting. We're going to hear a little bit more about that in a few minutes on the podcast. Anybody you like here, Wildman, sub 8,000. Certainly, Leishman is interesting, especially because <clears throat> this course can be known to get a little windy, which could only benefit him. I mean, um, probably more so than any other player in the field if the wind picks up. Now, it looks like it's only four or five knots right now. Uh, but but I think it's Gooch, guys. I think Gooch is ready to be the breakout player of the 2022 season. I think he's that good. I think he's that talented. Uh, got a win under his belt there in November at the RSM. So he's qualified for this event. And again, you know, you got to remember, sure he's never played here before, but it's not easy to get into this event. You know, I mean, this is an event where really the studs win it, the DJs, the, the uh, Thomases, the Shoffleys, uh, the Patrick Reeds, you know, the Speeds, those kinds of guys. So this is a, this is something special, you know, this is probably the second hardest tournament to qualify for other than the masters. So, um, I do think that Gooch is poised. I, I think he's a bomber off the tee, very good off the tee, and uh, he can get streaky as well. So bargain there and and watch out for Gooch this whole season. I think we're going to be talking a lot about him. Even if he is a bargain, though, are you worried about ownership value, ownership percentage with only 39, 39 players in the tournament? I mean, are a lot of guys going to be on Gooch? Again, yes or no, Bone DK. What do you feel about that? I do think so. Um the weird thing about last year, you're all right over there, Edge. <laughs> you okay, Edge? Everything all right no, over there? No, I'm not, but go ahead. <laughs> um, you know, I, I uh, what was the question again? <laughs> um, <laughs> worried about ownership. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're worried about ownership. My whole point last year, uh, it's good to have some laughs on the show, right, guys? So we're, we're having fun out here. 
Um, the, the, the chalk for golf last year didn't matter. In fact, the chalk was hitting and it was kind of annoying, you know, like every time you're like, Oh, this guy's high on this guy's high on this fade him. He's in third place with a, with a birdie streak after, after six holes. And you're like, ah, man, everyone's just getting paid off here. So I'm not too worried about ownership. I, I was kind of completely off it by the end of the year last year. So I don't want to start the season saying, oh, chalk matters, you, you know, but in a small field, you do want to find leverage a little bit. And that's where I think Mark Leishman could come into, I don't think many people are looking at him. Um, I'll show you the range. It's the range after this, where you're going to find the real leverage. I mean, nobody is looking at anybody under Leishman 7,500. You can see a floor there in the price. So I think you want to find a little leverage, but I'm going into this one not really caring too much about ownership. Maybe my last guy in, I'm going to try to find leverage play there. I don't care if 70% of people own Morikawa if he wins, and it doesn't matter. We said earlier you can get creative here uh, if you want to go with a couple superstars over the $10,000 range, and you're going to need the creativity when you go sub-7,000. And there are, again, a lot of guys here that were good to the Bones DK family last year. If you look at uh, Max Homa, Seamus Power, Garrett Higo, um, we get further down there, uh, Kisner, who we love so much, Stuart Sink. So, you know, what are you thinking about here, Wild Man? Sub 7,000. A lot of guys that were good to the Bones DK family. Yeah, a couple guys. I mean, I'll, I'll say Max Homa. You know, I like him. I like him at a tougher course, so, so to speak. So I'll probably pass on Homa. Um, you know, Garrick Higo, we don't really know much about him. You know, he only played one or two events on the PGA Tour before winning that tournament in South Carolina um, leading into the major. Now, we did connect on that. We predicted Higo to win that tournament, believe it or not, and then uh, played him again subsequently at the U.S. Open over Streelman, which cost us the million. But, uh, you know, we'll see about Higo. I'd look at a guy like Grace, very similar to Leishman. If the conditions get a little bit more difficult, I like his low ball flight. Um, and let's be honest, he won. He's in the tournament. Uh, has another couple of top fives and a couple top tens last season. So he's got the form to do it. He's played well in majors in his career. And then, of course, Cam Davis, uh, who at a no-cut event, we love him. You know, he gets a little squirrely off the tee, but but we definitely like him with these wide fairways and the birdie potential. potential. What about you, Bones, DK? Where's our value here, uh, sub-7,000? Cam, Cam Davis is just such a weird golfer, man. I mean, 23 birdies and an eagle, and he comes in 64th. It's just, it's just wild. I mean, he just gets so many bogeys. I mean, look at the four double bogeys in that tournament, but this is like where you're going to get the value in a no cut event. I don't really care if he has four double bogeys and he's going to miss out on some position points, but if he's racking in 23 birdies and an Eagle, that's going to win you a lot of money, especially at $6,200. So I definitely think there's some plays down here um, in the, in the low six K range, Garrett Higo, he pours in birdies. He did win us the money. 20 birdies, 19, 21. Um, he is definitely a strange player. He, he's a gamble. But again, if you get one of these guys at like a 4% ownership in such a small field, uh, that's where you can win a lot of money. Power is very interesting. Uh, this guy seems to be really, really legit. And he went on his little run there. And then missed a few cuts, and everyone was like, oh, is this, is this done for uh, for power? I think, you know, he's not the real deal. Then he comes back with a ninth, 
cut 21st, 12th, 11th, 4th. This guy is legit. He makes a lot of eagles and a lot of birdies. 20, 19, 18, 19, 17 with, with eagles all in those tournaments. So I think he's definitely a great value play down here. Um, the funny thing is, I you know, I've been reading that the, the John Deere is a corollary course. And if you look at the last two rounds at the John Deere, some of these guys pop up like Cameron Champ and Kevin Na. So I think there is some some guys down here if you want to do some digging the weirdest one is lucas glover all the way down here at six thousand dollars he's runner he won the john deere and came in 10th the year before so i mean yeah lucas glover six thousand dollars if if you have first second third fourth and fifth in your lineup glover can come in 40th with a few birdies and still win you can still win all the money so yeah i definitely think there's you can get a little risky this week with some of these guys uh, in this range, Wild Man, you got to have a flyer of the week. We're bringing it back this year. Who do you got as your flyer of the week on the first uh, PGA tournament of the year? The flyer of the week, I just mentioned him. It's Cam Davis. Um, you know, and I want to I want to think about this, okay? Because I already talked about his birdie potential. When you're trying to win a tournament in DraftKings, you're going to have to post a score, let's say, of 600 in an event like this. You have fifty thousand in budget, so you need twelve x return on your dollar. If all of your players return 12X, you score 600. For Davis to do that, you know, we're talking about 74, 75 points. As Rob mentioned, whether he finishes first or last, he'll probably make, in the sample size of 72 holes, enough birdies to get you there uh, to, to uh, uh, 12X, right? So that's why we're playing him with no fear. And, and hey, look, if he can – avoid some of those wayward drives on these wide fairways and, and keep himself out of some trouble and be throwing those daggers like we know he can, you know, he could, he could do a lot of damage. And you said earlier, Rob, that you love Leishman's value, but you had another value pick as well. Who is your value pick of the week this year? New segment we may be doing here on the bonus DK yeah. golf cast. We're all about value here, man. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say, Mark Leishman. I think a lot of people know Cam David, uh, Cam Cam Smith. Um, I think he's probably going to be a little chalky, to be honest with you. Uh, Sung JM was up there as well, but I, I just think the value with the ownership. I think it's Mark Leishman is my as my favorite top uh, top value play. A little risky, but I think he can win you some money this week. Feels good to be back, boys. I mean, golf. This is some good analysis we've got here. It feels like we can put together. Again, some creative lineups that's going to have a chance to win a lot of money. Um, any final thoughts, Wildman? Yeah, I want to share my major parlay going into the season. That's her. So this is a four-team parlay. We're picking all four winners. It is plus 131650 Oh, wow. The $25 bet's going to pay you $3.3 million. <laughs> We've got, we, not bad, right? That's <laughs> a pretty good ROI. Right, right? Let's, uh, let's hear it. Let's hear this. Yeah, whatever you can, you can. Uh, we've got Xander at the U.S. Open, Xander Shoffley, eighteen to one. We've got Rory McIlroy at the Open at twelve to one. Morikawa at the Masters at twelve to one, and then we've got Scotty Scheffler bringing in the bacon at the PGA at forty to one. Those four guys all to win those specific majors. Uh, you know, that's awesome. Throwing, trying to burn the whole house down here in the first. Uh, <laughs> First Bones DK golf episode. Any final thoughts from you, Bones DK, about uh, the upcoming season or this upcoming tournament? I mean, again, a lot of, a lot, I just feel like there's all, so much 
value in this tournament that you can really get creative and, and, and maybe get a guy in the first, second, third, fourth, you know, fourth spot. Yeah, I mean, man, I am just so excited for the season, guys. I, I, I don't think I've ever felt this way. There's something about it. I mean, I'm just I just want to run through a wall right now and just bet on golf, you know, and, uh, you know, I see Morikawa and, and, and wild man calling Scotty Shuffler to to win a major. I mean, I just can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cry, I think. You know, I'm just so excited. <laughs> well, I lost my voice here in the last 10 minutes for some reason, and um, I've got a dog barking in the background, but nonetheless. It does feel good to be back, and it feels just like a Bones DK golf cast. If there wasn't something going on in the background at my place, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be a Bones DK golf cast. So I'm really looking forward to being the host here uh, all year long, guys. Good stuff this uh, this first episode, and we're looking forward to it all season long. For TW Man 66 and Bones DK Golf, I am Golf Guy WV. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and good luck at the Century tournament champions this is a bones brothers media production